I think it was uh, yesterday that I said, uh, oh, there's this poem from uh, Naomishi Hadnai, and I'll, uh, I'll read it to you, and then I forgot about it, and then I ran into it this morning. And so I thought I would, uh, I thought maybe we could do a, a poetry a few minutes, because then I thought of another poem, <laughs> that's how the mind works. <laughs> of uh, the same um, uh, poet and uh, I, I thought maybe we could do two poems from her this morning as a kind of a closing and uh, so I invite you to just uh, relax close your eyes if you want or not as you, as you want um, they're kind of lengthy uh, so you can really relax into it Let's see what happens. So the first one is called uh, Kindness. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things, feel the future dissolve in a moment like salt in a weakened breath. What you held in your hand what you counted and carefully saved, all this must go so you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. Before you learn the tender gravity of kindness, you must travel where the Indian in a white poncho lies dead by the side of the road. You must see how this could be you how he too was someone who journeyed through the night with plans and the simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. You must speak to it till your voice catches the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore, only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to mail, le mail letters and purchase bread, only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say, it is I you've been looking for, and then goes with you everywhere, like a shadow or a friend. And then this one called Wandering Around an Albuquerque Airport Terminal. After learning my flight was detained four hours, I heard the announcement, if anyone in the vicinity of gate 4A understands any Arabic, please come to the gate immediately. Well... 
one pauses these days. Gate 4A, 4A was my own gate. I went there. An older woman in full traditional Palestinian dress, just like my grandma wore, was crumbled to the floor, wailing loudly. Help, said the flight service person. Talk to her. What is her problem? We told her the flight was going to be four hours late and she did this. I put my arms around my arm around her and spoke to her haltingly. There's a, pa- there's a bit of the point where I go, I'm not so good because it's in Arabic. So, <laughs> you really have to do everything you can here to help me. Shudowa, shubiduk habibti, stani stani shway, mim fadlik, shubitsiwi. The minute she heard any word she knew, however poorly used, she stopped crying. She thought our flight had been cancelled entirely. She needed to be in El Paso for some major medical treatment the following day. I said, no, no, we're fine. We'll get there just late. Who is picking you up? Let's call him and tell him. We called her son, and I spoke with him in English. I told him I would stay with his mother till we got on the plane and would ride next to her southwest. She talked to him. Then we called her other sons just for the fun of it. Then we called my dad. (laughs) And he and she spoke for a while in Arabic and found out, of course, they had ten shared friends. (laughs) Then I thought... Just for the heck of it, why not call some Palestinian poets I know <laughs> and let them chat with her? This took up uh, about two hours. She was laughing a lot by then, telling about her life, answering questions. She had pull, pulled a sack of homemade mamul cookies, little powdered sugar crumbly mounds stuffed with dates and nuts out of her bag and was offering them to all the women at the gate. To my amazement, not a single woman declined one. It was like a sacrament. The traveler from Argentina, the traveler from California, the lovely woman from Laredo. We were all covered with the same powdered sugar and smiling. There are no better cookies. And then the airline broke out the free beverages from huge coolers, non-alcoholic. And the two little girls from from our flight, one African-American and one Mexican-American, ran around serving serving us all apple juice and lemonade. And they were covered with powdered sugar too. And I noticed my new best friend, by now we were holding hands, she had a potted plant poking out of her bag some medicinal thing with green furry leaves, such an old country traveling tradition. Always carry a plant. Always stay rooted somewhere. And I looked around that gate of late and weary ones and thought, this is the world I want to live in.
the shared world. Not a single person in this gate, once the crying of confusion stopped, has seemed apprehensive about any other person. They took the cookies. I wanted to hug all of those other women too. This can still happen anywhere. Not everything is lost. What we do here the way we uh, try really hard to get connected with this very fragile changing every moment this very fragile life the way we pay attention in order to be touched in an unusual special way is to reveal maybe how precious this life is, how it could have easily not happened. How things are there just for a moment and deserve attention, whatever they are, deserve great care. And so the way we pay attention is to be touched and let arise naturally the kindness that will come from a heart that sees truly, that hears truly, that touches truly. Kindness, the compassion, the joy. The well-being that we look for, the happiness that we look for, I get a sense, pretty clear sense that it's only going to be a conscious thing. It's not going to be possible to be happy without being fully conscious. They're going to come together. The freedom that we might seek is going to be a conscious activity. We're going to have to be there. My teacher, Jack Cornfield, likes to cite a little sign that you can see sometimes if you go uh, in the casino in Las Vegas. It says on the sign, to win you must be there or you have to be present yeah that's what it says to win you have to be present and so it's the same here the freshness that we feel when we go on a trip or when we fall in love the freshness of the the sight how we see is because of the quality of our presence. 
It's not because of the object that is there. It's the quality, it's the curiosity that is there. It's the wondering, it's the awe. Might not be so much produced by the thing outside, or certainly can be cultivated inwardly, so that you find yourself on the same old street with the same old you or somebody else and experience some kind of awe or deep respect, care. And so that was the whole point of paying attention this weekend, to let this care arise. So maybe we can sit together for... Twenty-five or thirty minutes. So find a posture that works for you. If you want to lay down, please lay down. If you want to sit like a mountain or like a tree, do that. Please don't get rigid because it's meditation. You should be serious. <coughs> this is important. It's, uh, it deserves our, all our attention, but it's not serious in this way. Pay attention and see if you can have a similar experience to what the Buddha described when he was talking about the body, the body sitting, maybe. He was comparing it to um, the foam by the ocean or the river. Maybe trying to show us how changing it is. Very far from the idea of me and my body, solid, always the same thing. He had enough awareness, refined attention to discover that the body was very alive and dynamic, tingling and pulsing and radiating heat. Pressing. Fluid. Moving. Belly. Rising and falling. The experience of the body like a river, like foam by the river.
He was comparing, and you might experience this, he was comparing the experiences of pleasantness and unpleasantness to bubbles. Like, when it rains, the drops of water falling into a puddle, as they fall, create little bubbles at the surface of the puddle. Bubbles that disappear almost instantaneously. You hear a pleasant sound. It's gone. It's followed by the worried thoughts, thought about the future, unpleasant and gone. As you feel the neutrality of the raising, of, rising of the belly. little flashes of ease or discomfort. If you pay attention now or in your life this week, you might discover our perceptions, how things appear, are like a mirage, that's the image that the Buddha used. Something looks very, very desirable, it. And maybe we get it. And the mirage transforms, suddenly it's not that desirable anymore. Something feels or looks unbearable, frightening. And then we live through it and feel that it was bearable. The mirage-like nature of how things appear in our minds. And as we sit here, you might see how your mind constructs stories, get entranced for a few minutes. Then you might see the story disappear, vanish. The Buddha liked to compare these events to a banana tree, saying that the banana tree is hollow in the middle. It looks a solid tree, but once it's, it bears its fruit, it falls flat on the ground and becomes compost. See how you sit here creating bananas of stories. Now these banana trees of your stories create fruits of emotions, and fears, and joys, and hopes. Now suddenly, it vanishes, and here you are, just sitting.
in what the Buddha also called the magic show of self, the grand illusion. I was there. I'll be like this. Will I be like this? Was I like that? Was I really this one? While just sitting, hearing, and sensing is happening very simply. See if you can have some kind of uh, buoyancy of heart, some lightness of heart as you sit here, allowing the world, inner and outer, to manifest as it does. Give it some freedom to be, just as it is. Even the suffering, the difficulty might have some lightness to it. See if you can let go of any owning of anything, inner or outer, just for a moment. To make... uh, events and things less uh, sticky. No inner, no outer, no mind. Just life unfolding. See if you can relax into it.
you get caught in some web of the mind's own making, become aware of this. See if you can, without blaming, just abandon that project. Come back to something simple, ordinary, and worthy of your attention.
Moga Raja asks the Buddha, How can I escape the gaze of the Lord of Death? How can I escape death? And the Buddha answers, Moga Raja, don't take anything as I or mine and this way you will ex- escape the gaze of death don't take anything as I or mine as you sit here for the next last minute how it's possible maybe for you to not take anything personal taking great care of what's happening but not owning anything identifying with anything Sounds pass by, they're not you. Sensations pass by. Thoughts, moods, moments of consciousness pass by. See if you can release any kind of owning, appropriation. Let life be free for a few seconds or minutes.
So we have a few minutes for uh, questions about the practice. If, um, just before we go, you know, if you have uh, something that is uh, unresolved for you, unclear, let me clear that out in a, f- <laughs> in a few words. <laughs> uh, it's good for others to hear your questions also, because they probably few people have the same question. Yes, Franz. Um, I think I began to uh, observe thoughts with less um, rejection. Mm. Uh, thinking less that it's not good to think. But still, uh, I find that the balance is hard to get. Um, between letting it go because it's fast and considering them without thinking about them, it's, it's a little bit hard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So thoughts, thinking in the process of meditation. And I'm happy to hear that uh, you have less rejection, of the, like they're a problem in the meditation because they don't have to be. I mean, of course, if there is a constant flow of it and the mind is totally hooked by every content all the time, you know, kind of drawn in the trance of what it says and and all the stories, like, you know, that definitely is a challenge. But uh, as the mindfulness gets stronger, uh, it will allow more uh, things to be known, more different phenomena to be known. So... You know, when you think like, oh, there shouldn't be noise around because it bothers my meditation, at some point you can see like, oh, noise can be included. One can be aware of noises. Oh, one can be aware of a slight discomfort in the foot, you know. And suddenly one can be aware of a thought being offered, <laughs> you know, or passing through, you know. And the, the way that you might experience it is that you're not so much caught in the content, you're more interested by the process. You're 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 aware that there's words being said, that it's thinking is happening in the same way that you're aware that hearing is happening. You're aware that the mind has things to say. It's commenting or something, or maybe it's coaching, or it's uh, so you become aware of the of the the fact that it's happening. So this is true mindfulness. Mindfulness is being aware of something that is happening while it's happening without judgment. So you're aware that thinking is happening. Because often we're aware that there was thinking, but not that I am thinking. While I'm thinking, I'm caught in the thought. I'm not aware of it. I'm not conscious that there's thinking happening. I'm in the story. And I'm like, oh, I was thinking for 10 minutes, you know. But when the mindfulness gets stronger, you can see that it's saying something right now, you know. This is actually happening right now. The mind is saying something or there are... There's images of memories, and so it's a it's a different thing. To me, there's a little bit of freedom in that because you're not in the trance of the thought. You're aware that thought is passing through, <laughs> and uh, you can feel what some of the things one can be interested in is the charge that comes with it. Some thoughts have no charge to them. There's just like a 
almost like a radio background noise. You know, you're sitting and there's some words being said, you know, or even phrases heard in the past or created, you know, that are irrelevant, kind of, a, they're not very heavy. Some thoughts, like you're a bad meditator, sometimes I have more charge <laughs> to them, you know. They come with a kind of a field or a tone of a, a heaviness or something, something like this. So one can become aware of this. There's thinking, it's not only saying words, but it seems important, grave, you know, or urgent, you know, or some, something like this. It comes with a desire to, you know, do something. Or things like this you can notice. You can also, if you want to investigate more thinking and thoughts, so you can produce thoughts voluntarily in order to be aware of them. That's really fun to do. And sometimes when you have a thought that has a certain power, try to repeat it without the charge, just the words of it, you know. Just to, so let's do this uh, experiment. Just, I do this often with students. So just where you are now, or closing your eyes, or it's fine totally where you are now, just think, uh, I am, and put your name there, your whole name, I am such and such, and I am meditating right now. So you see that the thought, there can be an awareness of thought, you're not caught in it. You can be totally aware, totally awake while speaking in your mind. You know. Drop the last bit of the sentence. Keep just, I am with your full name. Repeat this a few times. And feel, feel the experience. Here, you might even almost feel in your mouth uh, the muscles kind of wanting to move to pr pronounce the sounds or not. Now keep repeating the sentence, but drop your family name. Drop even your name. Keep just the two first words, I am. Drop the verb. And drop even the first word. can become interested in thoughts as they arise, but also in the gaps between thoughts. What's in there? So that can be something you, you, you can play with a bit. Does that help? Do you have a second question around that? I just know that I could be aware of thoughts. Yeah. Totally. So it doesn't have to be an... Um, a hindrance to your practice. You know, it can be there the same way that sounds are there, but they're more seductive in a way. You know, they kind of like, yeah, but come with me. I want to show you a whole world, you know, of beauty or dangers. You know, I'm like, oh, you know. So that's why often in meditation we will put a lot of attention on the body, on the breathing, because it's tangible. You know, 
thoughts are a little bit more, you know, like they can play with the mind in some ways, you know. But one can be free of inside thoughts, you know. <laughs> Liberating. Eh? Okay, thank you. Oui. Okay. Um, avant, quand je méditais en mettant un marchand, en étant si, quand il y a des pensées qui venaient, je disais euh, penser, 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 puis je revenais. Puis là, avec la pratique avec toi, je, ça va m'arriver plus souvent d'essayer de porter une petite importance à ah, c'est ça qui était là, puis je reviens avant. Oui. Okay. Mettons, euh, je sais pas, peu importe. Hmm. Pas vraiment, mais tu sais que je veux dire? Un thème euh, ouais, que un tu peux thème, reconnaître, là, une dans, forme de thème. beaucoup d'importance, puis là, je reviens, mettons, à la marche. Ouais. Mais là, je suis rendue comme un petit peu mélangée avec ça, parce que des fois, mettons, je vais être dans la marche, je vais penser à quelque chose, j'ai envie de revenir juste à la marche, de ne pas donner d'importance. Ouais. Puis là, des fois, je me demande, est-ce que je me force pour être consciente dans quoi j'étais, mm -hmm. ou est-ce que, tu sais, c'est mm -hmm. Si tu as le goût de revenir à la marche, reviens à la marche. Les deux pratiques sont sont possibles. Il y a des moments où tu vas être plus intéressé par ce qui te... Oui, puis des fois où ça ne sera pas nécessairement important. Oui. Il n'y a pas de pratique comme parfaite. Il y a ce qui t'intéresse, ce qui semble approprié. À un moment donné, tu pourrais revenir toujours à marcher, marcher. Mais moi, attends, parce que je pense toujours un peu à la même affaire. T'sais. Ça serait important de découvrir c'est quoi, d'être conscient de ce que c'est. So the question was around... The uh, Brigitte was saying that when she, let's say she's doing walking, there will be thoughts. Before she would just come back to the, the walking, come back to the walking, like let go of thought immediately and come back to the walking. And now she says that maybe because of some things I've said, she she pays attention to the kind of thoughts before she comes back to the walking. So what kind of thought? Is it a worried thought? A, a, a me thought, you know, something about my my importance, you know, and... And then she comes back. But sometimes she feels that as she gets maybe more quiet or something, she has much. She wants to come back straight to the walking. She doesn't want to all the time name what kind of thought. You know, is that would that be okay? And I'm saying, yeah, both practices are good to actually be aware of ki what kind of thoughts takes your mind away from what's happening. But at some point, you might decide that you're not so interested in that. You're really interested in being embodied. You know, in the stepping or the landing of the foot. And so you don't have to, it's not like now systematically you have to name every kind of thought, you know. It can be good at some point, so, oh, planning, planning, this, and then coming back to the breathing, you know. Oh, worrying, just to notice, oh, that is one of the pattern of this being, worrying. Pla planning is a pattern of this being, you know. But it doesn't have to be all the time. So you can really trust yourself, do what feels right, and then you'll make discovery. At some point you might think, ah, I think I could be good to spend a little bit more time recognizing, becoming fully conscious of what kind of thoughts are appearing in the mind. Or now it's not appropriate. I'm, I'll get lost in analysis, you know. So let's keep it very simple. Go back to the breath. I guess it's like uh, not important, it's just like a scenario about yeah. something in the yeah. future, I guess. Yeah. That's why I don't really want to get so much So maybe you have an intuitive sense right away that it's not worthy of, you know, the, the, the appropriate thing to do is to abandon it, you know. Other things, maybe the appropriate thing to do is to actually let go of the thought a little bit and come to the 
What's underneath the thought? What's feeding the thought? Oh, there's an agitation. <coughs> so let's be with the agitation instead of the breath or the thoughts, mm-hmm. like in the middle there, you know. There's a little uncertainty. Let's be with the uncertainty rather than the... But if this happened, that happened, will this will happen. What's underneath all this chatting here? Oh, fear. Okay, let's be with the fear a little bit. You have fear right now, love. Oh, okay. And see what happens. Do you have a question? Um, yes, I wonder if you have any suggestions on how to deal with what I call crippling self-consciousness. And it's um, uh, it manifests by well, particularly on a retreat when I'm practicing something and it's it's like a sticky creature that comes um, uh, how do I appear are people, you know, that's self-conscious anyone related? Uh, <laughs> and it spoils the practice it taints it um, and the only way, you know, I've tried to find different ways to deal with it, but it, it, I haven't found one that works mm. uh, on a consistent basis. Mm. So I just wondered if you have any suggestions. Yeah. So self-consciousness instead of like full consciousness, <laughs> so like <laughs> mindfulness is like a self being self-conscious, huh? I, I like this little story where uh, there's somebody who's interviewing a, a monk, a Christian monk, and he asked the, the interviewer asks the monk, "What is um, in the way between you and God? You know, what, is there an obstacle between you and God?" And the monk says, "Oh yeah, the other monks are <laughs> 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 the obstacle. You know, when I'm alone." <laughs> but it makes me laugh because I. Something that I've seen often in my uh, walking meditation first is like I'll be let's say I'll go over there and I'm walking alone and I'm totally into the feet and lifting and, and suddenly somebody appears <laughs> and I go from mindfulness to self-conscious you know like suddenly it's like oh me how am I doing you know how, how do I look you know and so that's a different event in the mind so what could I suggest other than being mindful of it, because that's an event, and so the practice, it, and be careful, because you might want to get rid of it. So you're saying, like, I tried everything to get rid of it. <laughs> well, mindfulness, pure mindfulness is not interested in it going, it's interested in it as a phenomena. And so you're wanting it to go away, might be a way to feed it, actually, because there's resistance. You know, yesterday I said, in a resisting, judging mind, transformation is not a possibility. So if you want it to go away, it's going to be really hard to pl- to work with it because the mind is not malleable anymore. The mind is like, I don't want this. This is not good. doesn't feel good. What I like about mindfulness is that something is like, oh, look at that. And often one of the one of the notes, inner things that I would say inside myself would be, don't go away too quickly. There's a lot of information in there, this very rich field. You know, let me enter this field. So let me feel this. Oh yeah, there's a sinking in the 
heart, you know, there's a warmth in the face, I feel, you know, and so feel this. So investigation is becoming aware of how it manifests in the body, how it feels, how suddenly, when I was really steady, like how it shows up in the body, suddenly I'm wobbly. Before I had I had no problems stepping, and now I'm a little shaky as I'm stepping, because of this mind state, what it does, how it affects the body and mind. <coughs> and so for me, that's really interesting. So look at that. See if you can let go of having it, having to have it go, you know. If you can let it be there and know this, because that's one of the things that happen. When I, uh, when I talk some, sometimes here in front of people, sometimes I become all like, I don't know what I'm saying, I get a little lost. If I have a judgment about this, you know, like it shouldn't be happening, I, it's really problematic. But if I say, oh yeah, of course the mind gets stupid sometimes, you know, it's <laughs> that's what minds does, you know, like probably like, I don't know, synapses and things get all mixed up, you know, and I'm, I'm like, you know? <laughs> that's how it is, you know. If I don't want it, it's a problem, but if it's life happening, you know, then that's just what's happening, you know. And then it can be, and I think it's beautiful because we get vulnerable, and that's there's something about it. It's like, oh, human beings, we're tender, you know. Somebody looks at us, and we get all wobbly, you know. This, that we're that porous or that sensitive, you know. Can we love that too? You know? No. It's quite different from what I was trying. Okay. Thank you. All right. It's a beautiful practice. No, I love it because we encounter all kinds of things we don't want to be with, but then it can become, uh, can be okay, you know, or even playful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really like the, you know, the image of the onion that you peel layer by layer. So what is, what can I be aware of? So maybe there's not the playfulness. It's not playful at all. It's threatening and I don't want this. Then what can I be aware of? The non-acceptance, you know, the resistance. Oh, and can that be okay? You know, I'm not okay with this. It's not okay. It's, you know, I don't want to feel that. That's how it feels right now. That's what's there. That's what's true. It's really about honesty. What is here right now? Here right now is resistance. I have fear of this. I don't want to feel this. Oh, that is plenty of reality. That's a, for a while I was practicing, and that was one of the mental notes I would take. Oh, that's plenty of reality. Why would I need something else? You know, the body's sitting here. It's not like all light and centered and aligned. You know, it's a little like it's like oh. That's a lot of reality, you know. Why would I need another reality to investigate? Here's plenty of reality, you know. <coughs> so whatever is there that can be recognized, you know, can can that be the, the object of our attention, of our care? Okay, good. Those interesting questions. Thank you. So now we're going to maybe have a, maybe we could take a 40-minute uh, time for walking and come back here together at 10, 10.30. So I would like you to, um, if you want to, in this walking session, maybe open up. 
open up, go for a walk in the woods, by the water, or along here with the big trees, you know, and see if you can have a practice that is not so much like stepping, stepping, but something that is open, that allows for the, the whole environment to be there. And can there, can there be a not losing oneself in that, you know, like not... Because sometimes when we open, it's like, oh, whoops, the field is wide open, and then the thought of the future grabs us, or we see something and we go, how could we, uh, how could we be totally open, or totally open, just open, and be there, and be aware, you know, in a very, in a way, very light way, but also uh, engaged, you know, committed to this. Something like this. Would that work for you? And so at 10.30, we'll come back here and we'll create um, uh, maybe a, s- a s- circle, I think. When, or maybe we should do it now as we're all here. Um, maybe as you stand up, you could... Uh, I think everybody can fit in a one circle. You could be on a chair on the cushion. But if we um, bring the cushions together... Touching, we can all sit together. Even as you walk, if um, you know associations of mind or memory comes, or if you think of your loved ones or of your life, can you do it in a conscious way, you know, and in a kind way? Can there be this uh, color of kindness in there? And so. Um, Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.